SiriusXM out cue for the backstage skinning and ciao. You know, it's very interesting and very fun because there's lots of times that I get to do this and I meet people that I don't know. And then there's opportunities that I get to meet people that I do know. And I have to say that this young man, because, you know, we're still young. <laughs> yeah. long as there's moisturizer, we're going to always be young, honey. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to begin with this man and the work that this guy has done. He has been seen on and off Broadway, off the West End, on TV, in the movies. I, this man is working everywhere. I want to bring to you the, because I have to get this off of the, the bio correctly, the Olivier Tony Drama Desk Drama League Award nominated an Obie and Lucille Lortel award-winning actor, playwright, and director, chief cook and bottle washer, <laughs> Mr. Coleman what, Domingo. Whatever you need, I'll fix it. What is, <laughs> Coleman Domingo, my God, this, I just, okay, let me just set this up for you all because, again, as you know, I am at Vassar uh, College, Poughkeepsie, New York, for the New York Stage and Film festival that's happening here and this is the opportunity for people to see and experiment and experience experiments in theater that are happening today that are going to be seen probably around the country and again Coleman Domingo this piece that you just just wrote because you know he's writing directing <laughs> producing he's doing everything and and it's just it's wonderful to see yet another side of you as a writer, mm. because I was just telling my partner, because we were walking over here together, that when I read the description for this piece entitled Brothers, or as brother with the S in, the, uh, in parentheses, um, that my first thought was, I'm going to see you with people that I know, like your last piece, Wildwood Happy, which I, again, one of the most, for me, transformative pieces because it caught me in a place that mm. I was at and it was beautiful. But this piece, it was very interesting because you are in a whole culture that I wasn't expecting. You were dealing with the Filipino culture. Mm -hmm. And what was so beautiful is it doesn't matter because the story is so universal. How did you get involved in this? You know, I, got, I first got involved with um, uh, Carrie Perloff at ACT in San Francisco. She, um, I was sitting in her office when I was out there visiting a couple years ago. And she, she, you know, she's always telling you about, you know, new books that she's been reading, or et cetera, et cetera. She said, I read this book called Monstress, and I think something about it's real theatrical. Why don't you pick it up and read it on your flight home? Maybe there's something. You tell me if, you're, if there's something. And so I'm reading it on the flight home back to New York, and this one story stood out for me called The Brothers. And it, it's about you know dealing with a Filipino American family and uh, the estrangement of a transgendered son, and in the wake of his death, and I thought it's just a a story where people just grappling with their own humanity, trying to figure things out, and death is the ultimate catalyst uh, for change. So I thought, wow, and, and it was so gripping. And there was one scene towards the end where the mother, because she's in such grief and she wants her little boy back, that she binds. Uh, the young woman's breasts and it's so painful and I thought the image I'm like oh my god that's such a stark and daring image to have on stage and it says a lot and then I created some other things around it to give a, a release as well like you know basically the, the short story and the adaptation they're 
very, uh, probably a very different, a little bit. I've, I've taken a lot of liberty, and that, that's what they wanted me to do with this. So, but basically, I started, you know, I was like, Carrie, I'm interested in the, this piece, and she is great, because I'm thinking we should do some nights of theater to respond to our communities in San Francisco. And I thought, cool. Um, so she let me take a stab at it, and they've given me full liberty, and uh, Leslie Tenorio, who wrote it, also, uh, he just wanted me to go forward with my imagination with it. So I added a whole transgender chorus. I added, um, you know, in terms of like how the story's held up, um, in terms of like whether it's this backyard or making it an underground speakeasy, you name it. So I gave it the fra a framework, and then I expanded on some of the ideas and some of the arguments in the, in the piece about people trying to grapple with um, people who are different. Amazing. That's yeah, Coleman so. Domingo here with me yeah. on the Backstage Skinny Series XM Out Q. And man, I, I, it's so hard for me sometimes because I always think about how difficult it is the process of just writing for your own, um, like, 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 let's take for example with Wild with Happy yeah. had a much more personal, yeah touch for you mm -hmm. as a writer and how deep you had to go within that particular piece. Mm -hmm. How did you find that with something that did not come from you? You know what? I thought because something about, you know, I guess with any short story or something that we're reading and if it responds to you, like, you know, that there's something connecting you to it. So this, I felt connected to it. Although, you know, I don't grapple with, you know, gender issues or anything like that. I, I, I don't think I do, but I know that in our society, these are the things that we're really grappling with on a daily basis. And it's so timely now. It's so timely. And I had no idea. All that. I mean, I feel like this is now to the forefront of these conversations, uh, you know, whether it's Caitlyn Jenner or Laverne Cox, you name it, but it's really, but this has been, you know, on our consciousness for a long time, I think in our communities. And I really thought, I really respond to this in a personal way. And I can get to the heart of these arguments. Sometimes, especially in a short story, it's just a line or two. And then from that, you can take and make a whole scene out of it. And you're like, oh, well, actually, the argument between Raquel, who is the friend of the, the, the recently dead, um, you know, she's transgender, and uh, the argument with uh, the brother, Edmund, that all came from just maybe a couple lines. And I thought, I'm gonna raise the stakes on these, this argument and really have a back and forth and really, try, and really try to help everyone, no one be villainized and everyone be justified in their beliefs. And then the step is, how can we come together? Knowing that everybody has such strong feelings on the way some people should be or what they should be or how they should express themselves. But then, and hopefully the, the, the play, people can take a step towards something new. Maybe people don't change overnight, but maybe they can take a step. So that's what I was interested in, and I think that's what I respond to. Yeah. Either they step forward or they go back further. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's just human nature. Absolutely. Wow. And, so, and some people, it's just hard for them to change, and yeah. that's what the mother represents. She's like, I come from a whole different world in a way in terms of like what's important, what do we value with family and being a Catholic or being all these things you're trying to hold on to. And it challenges you with love in your, your, or your, your children, your family. And I thought, that's very interesting to me. And also, how can I not villainize this woman for doing what she's doing? And how can I, you know, help us see where she, what, what, what conflict she has? And I think that she's very conflicted and that she just wants her baby boy back. You know. And you can't get mad at her. No. You just can't be mad at her. Isn't that something? It's, you it's really a, can't. It's a very tricky thing. Where you, it's like, wow. It would be easy to villainize someone in this, but you're like, no, we're all just trying to do the best we can with what we've been given, and now we're trying to um, 
process it yeah and explore it and expand hopefully i love that coleman domingo with me here on the backstage skinny serious xm outq and we're talking about his i guess one of the the earliest of previews of his latest work entitled brothers mm-hmm. or brother in the parenthetical yeah. s mm-hmm. um here at Vassar College for the New York Stage and Film Festival. And again, tackling an issue that people are now starting to see on a much more wider frame, do you feel confident now that with this particular piece there's an opportunity for yet again, because as as one of the arguments that we've had on the regular radio show that I do is that we talk about Caitlyn Jenner versus uh, a Laverne Cox versus all of these other things and not recognizing that the pain and struggle is the same, yet it's actually affecting different people in a way that, well, it's actually bringing it to the the light that everybody is doing. If Caitlyn Jenner with everything that she's going got going on for her right now is experiencing this transition in their life yeah. that it's not uncommon for everybody else. Yeah. And so do you think with this piece now that you're actually giving um, yet another voice into this mix? I hope so. I really do hope so. I think um, even I've taken steps to make sure that even the way it's uh, being created or the idea that of setting it sort of in like its own its own world with its own church and its own place for you to um, leave. If, what, where else can we do this but in the theater? We're gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to come in here, and basically the place is going to be set up as sort of like a speakeasy, and it's really the world of the play, and it, it has many rules, and it keeps shifting. But hopefully that inspires people to leave behind. It's like you're going into like a dark room, and you have to like trust. You have to be blindfolded and say, I need to leave some things behind in order to experience something new. It's a safe space to try something new and to expand and to be, be out on the limb. And I think that that will hopefully, when people walk out, that they will feel like, okay, now I have some, a little bit of work to do. I have some tools in some way, uh, maybe how I can see another point of view. I think the theater is the most important. I, I think it's such a, a, a gorgeous, I still believe, it's such a gorgeous and beautiful place to examine very, very strong issues that people are like, I think even... Like, you know, I know that, like, Caitlyn Jennings, um, you know, um, Jenner has been getting a lot of press and a lot of, you know, support. But, you know, that people still in their closets and they're hidden in their living rooms, they're saying the most disparaging things about it. You know they are. Yeah, of course you they know, are. You know, I'm sure. That kitchen table talk mind. is fierce, at, It's fierce. It's fierce. And so we're bringing the kitchen table into the theater. Mm-hmm. And now we can just say, okay, now we can, ex- and I'm going to have these points of view that are very strong. And people may be going, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but then Which, that, even in a reading, yeah. you're still getting. Thank Absolute, you very much. Absolutely. And Thank th- you. But then you have to hear the other side. And, th- and then be like, oh, okay, well, I can hear that too. You know? Well, yeah. I, I think the beauty of, of, of especially of what you present is that you give voice to both sides mm-hmm. because generally speaking, when we're in those situations, well, we all got our own opinion yeah. and tr- generally speaking, we never have time to even care what the other person is thinking or feeling. Yeah. And this at least now allows that voice to get heard because yeah. when you sit in the theater, you got to listen to everybody. Absolutely. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that's such a great thing too because I'm, I guess even more so as I grow into a playwright. I realize what it's what's important to me. Um, is it important for me to preach to um, the choir 
or is it important to like, no, I want to get people who don't believe in this, who are not used to seeing uh, people of color in these, examining these things, feeling it so foreign from them. I want them to come and sit next to people who, who um, feel like they're part of the choir as well. And for us to be having that conversation right in the room together, I think that's so powerful, you know, that's and beautiful. useful. Right? Well, that's the beautiful part about theater mm -hmm. that yeah, I right? love. I love yeah. talking to Coleman Domingo here on the Backstage Skinny Series XM OutQ. And child, okay, let me just, I'm, we're just going to, because we got to keep it real, real. You know, you know, you're I, a cousin, uh, right? Yes. I told you Yes. And I, you know, and I have <laughs> such like a family. love. You look like you are my family. <laughs> like you do. I feel like I know you so well. Just, you know, the thing about you that I love so much is that I see you in so many different places doing so many different things. How do you keep all of that organized? You have to have such support and really and be grounded and have a great, you know, people say this, but I'm like now I really understand. I'm really having a good team around you, like people who can help, you know, facilitate and make sure that you, so you can be the artist. And so I've, I've, I've really worked hard to have a great team of people around me to help me figure out what's, you know, prioritize, whether, um, whether, whether I'm acting, directing or writing and, and making sure for me it's always keeping balance and always keeping uh, things uh, important to me. Like I have this other television and film career. Uh, yes. And then, but, but I want to make sure that I still, and I always press them, I said, I need time for my writing and the other things that are important to me as well. To come to, you know, up here for a week in Vassar, you know, just is, is just as important as doing a TV show. You know? Which, by the way, we're talking about uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Child. Coming out August 29th. Okay, yeah. first of all, <laughs> black people and horror stuff. Stop. <laughs> My question, how long, please tell me you make it to the end of the season, Jesus. You know, you know what? The, the, the fun thing, Keith, I tell you, the fun thing is... Um, I know people are going to be nervous. Cause I'm sure they probably want to see. You know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure a couple of black people are going to die in the first episode. No. You, you know how we do. Mm -mm. But, but I think um, I think they've they're, they've been. It's been very important to the producers and to the writers to uh, have um, very uh, diverse voices. Um, in the series as well, so yeah. I'm excited about that. So, so you know, I'll just say, hopefully, you see me for a long time. All I'll right. just say, hopefully, because don't make me don't make me tune into episode <laughs> one and then you're gone because you know, I will be mad. You know, I don't know. You know, we don't even know when I'm going to come on, so it's kind of like kind of cool. It's like wow. my, my, my character is um, all we know is that he's a very mysterious man. All and right. I, yeah, even I even I don't know exactly what episode he comes in on. Wow, isn't that cool? Well, because you know yeah. the thing that I love about at least the, that series in particular is that everybody has an equal opportunity to die, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with right. Coleman Domingo on the <laughs> Backstage Skinny Sirius XM OutQ. And again, if you're not familiar with Coleman Domingo, I can tell you of uh, several places that you could just happen to see him. <laughs> like the opening of Lincoln, sitting in a movie theater when the lights go down and all of a sudden it's like, is that Coleman Domingo on the screen? <laughs> you did totally I fell out. <laughs> I just saw him last week and he didn't even tell me. You know, and it, 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 just, and it makes me so happy <laughs> it makes me happy Thank because you. i know that you are one of those people that work really really hard at trying to do really good work that's right how difficult is that to maintain in a especially in a hollywood yeah. energy where you know we're kind of relegated to certain yeah. roles that people yeah. only want to see us in i think that um i, I try to i've always ever since the beginning of my career i always try to make very um strong clear choices and things that i feel really good about and whether it's a comedy or drama or Shakespeare, you name it. But I feel like it's all part of the same thing. Now that I'm, I've been in the business now for 24 years, I'm able to look back and say, okay, those are very conscious choices of being a part of th things like this, whether it's historical dramas, you name it. And um, you just have to, 
see, it has to be of what's of value to you. I mean, there were times, you know, in my life where I thought, you know, it would have been nice to just like get on some show playing somebody who says, what's up, mm-hmm. and makes a lot of money. But those opportunities never came to me, but also I realized I was never, I was never seeking those opportunities. Right. So it makes more sense to me of being th- part of things like Lincoln or Selma or, you know, The Butler. Um, and even like this genre of Fear the Walking Dead, for me, I really thought, is this part of my narrative? And once I read the scripts, and the scripts, I mean, the writers, it's like Shakespeare, to be honest. And it's about our humanity, and it's about fi- figuring out who we are. I thought it was about, you know, I didn't know anything about walkers mm-hmm. or zombies or anything like that. I thought, whoa, what, really? A zombie show? I, I don't know. That's So I don't, I'm not a zombie aficionado, but now I am, because mm-hmm. I understand what it's really about. It's really about examining who we are when, when the... SH bloop. Oh, you can fan. say it. It's serious. You know, you know. <laughs> when the shit goes down. Yes. And then you find out who you really are. Right. You know? And and what's interesting is that you, one of the things, at least from the, the original series, because I have not yet seen anything from this, this series, but from the Walking Dead series, is it is an interesting take on what humanity, like how, which, which is worse, yeah. the people that are around you that yeah. are trying to survive or the people that are going to eat you because you're there. Because sometimes you almost feel like it'd be better just get eaten. Yeah, it's the truth. And it's I almost think, better. And I think those are the arguments, and I think it, it's so fascinating because I feel like I even examine, even after you know shooting, I, f- I examine, I don't know, our humanity even in, in a deeper way. and you Because know, I feel like you do make choices of who's around you and what's, uh, what's important and... and um, I think that's what it what it unearths immediately. Like the idea, like if everything just happened today, it unearths who, who we really are and brings out the best and the worst of us, or well, hopefully challenges us to so true. make a difference. Right? Wow, Coleman Domingo with me on the backstage skinny series XM Out Q, and we are talking about his piece that's now. Um, I guess is this the last show that it's I the saw? Last show, yeah. This is the last show that I saw, but I want to report to you that it is certainly something that as you are looking at things to come looking at things to see that this is going to be something that i have a feeling you will s- we will see again it's okay. going to go beyond this experimental stage and a- another question that i do have for you is that now that you have literally i feel like you've done a lot within the world of the performing arts with the arts in general you've written you've produced you've acted you've directed um when you look at your life now and you talk about what's going to happen. Like, what's the narrative that you're trying to tell, do you think, with your life right now? I think I'm still just, I'm still, I think it's all the same thing. Still just trying to tell really good stories. And uh, and lately I've been very fascinated with film and with uh, and television in terms of, like, you know, what that is and how to tell a story. And I feel like there's such interesting creative ways to tell a story. So I feel that even my sensibilities these days probably are a little filmic even with like in my theater work that I'm expanding in that way I'm trying to still find new ways to tell stories and bring people into the theater and and still um and still feel like you know I think it's important to always still feel like you're just starting out and that you're things I think I get it from my mother my mother was always questioning things and things were like brand new to her always and I feel like I always want to feel that way that I'm really I'm always just a kid trying to do something new and create something and not have any rules about it but just go on instinct and and uh and figure it out and and fail or succeed and 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 I, and I think honestly now even more so in my life I think that those things don't matter as much anymore it's just about doing the work and being in process mm-hmm. and then it's like well you know hopefully I'm put I'm building making this thing 
And if people like it or respond to it, wonderful. If they don't, I, that's fine too, as long as there's this thing out there in the world. You know what I mean? Art is to be looked at or enjoyed or not, right? It's, it's subjective. It's subjective. It's so, subjective. It's, so it's like, and I, be, I become even less, I don't know, I guess I've become even less concerned about, not really less about what people think or anything like that, but it's even more so feeling like, and I just wonder if it's just because I'm 45 now. And it's one of the things where it's like, well, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, people come, they come. If they don't, you know, all right. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> the, you, I, you, they all can't be for you. Do you, you feel know that what I mean? I feel that way. You know what yeah. it is, though? I think it's because uh, it's mostly the age. Yeah. I had this conversation actually just the other day with somebody where I just said to them, you know, I'm at this point right now in my life where I feel like being able to tell somebody just go yourself. Oh my God. It's so Let's be for real. For real. Liberating. Yes. Absolutely. Like I, I will nip something in the bud in a minute. I'm like, you know, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> I did this I, I did this last week uh backstage at a Jill Scott concert. Ooh. I saw somebody who was really made me uncomfortable just you know, a, maybe a, a year ago, and I wasn't harping on this, but then this person comes in and wanting to hug and kiki, and I was like, wait a minute, did you forget that you you really made me real? And I'm not that person. I don't hold on to anything, mm -hmm. but I just said, you know what, let me talk to you for a minute. You know the last time <laughs> this thing happened, and he he didn't, oh, really? I didn't, mm -hmm. no, no, I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just letting you know that that, wasn't, that didn't make me feel good. But now, I don't, why didn't I say it last year? Because I turned 45, and I don't really give up anymore i'm just I'm, I'm like you know let me just tell you since you can tell me how you feel mm -hmm. you, since yes. you you very fine when coming to tell me exactly how you feel so yeah. let me just tell you how i feel and still try to say it with love exactly <laughs> you know what i mean well, michael jackson always said you, with love. you with try to love. say it with love i've learned now fuck the love buddy. <laughs> shit you just i can't out, be out you the know box what? <laughs> I, I don't got time now oh uh, you know why and i think because part of it is we recognize that it's in some ways in the back of our minds that we are now over the halfway point of our lives. And I don't time. I don't have time now yeah, to no. spend worrying about you yeah. and your feelings and your issues <laughs> when when clearly you're not making the effort to do it for me. Absolutely. And so if you're not gonna give it to me, clear. Yeah. 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 Why am I gonna waste my time? I heard that. Well, honey, come on Domingo. We had a little kiki just now. Because we keep it real, Daddy. <laughs> shit. Yes. yes, I said shit on this. <laughs> I, you know, but again, I, 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 I richly and thoroughly have to endorse everything that I have en had the opportunity to experience with you, stage-wise, off-stage-wise. I, I think that you're one of those, those true renaissance artists, people that are actually getting an opportunity to have your voice heard. And I'm so glad that the world is getting what... I get to have, and, and I feel like I, I get it from a very personal, a more personal yeah. place than before, because I mean, it was instantaneous from the day that I yeah. met you. I was Absolutely. like, I, and, I and, and, you, and, and, and you know, anytime you call, I'll be on your show, <laughs> wherever we are, you, you know that consistently, from now until the, you know that anytime you want me in the show, even just to like, come on, call just me, you want fries and chicken and be up here in the studio with me, you let me know. I want that. Okay. I want that. <laughs> I, want, I really do. <laughs> so anybody, go to ColemanDomingo.com, first right. of all, to find out everything and anything that he's got going on. Follow me on the Twitter. On the, the Twitter. 
Twitter and the Instagram Facebook. And Are you doing the I don't have the Instagram. You don't have Instagram? I, oh, you got to get I with can't. it. It's just an image. It's all good. I know, but it's so much. That's like an extra piece I can barely <laughs> keep up with now. Shit. I'm old. I'm older than you. <laughs> Shit. I can't do all of that. And my handle is King of Bingo on that. It's weird. I don't know. what it comes, It's a long story, but King, I don't play bingo, but it's King of Bingo. Oh, my yeah. God. But um, I, I, and one of the things I'm going to tell you, too, the, I don't, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but I have to tell you that it was one of the first images that I ever had of Coleman before I ever met him is him <laughs> doing Maya Angelou <laughs> reading the personal ads. <laughs> Google it. Look it up <laughs> to get a good kiki to tickle. And she would say the dirtiest it's things. The filthiest things. But with so much reverence. <laughs> because she can. Because she can. Of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. But I love that. Yes, I, love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Was it reading Craigslist ads? Yes, Craigslist. Lord yes, Jesus. Absolutely. But Coleman Domingo is everywhere. He, this piece that he has that's now going to be floating around, I'm sure, after today here at the stage in New York Stage Film Festival at Vassar College um, Brothers. It's going to be something that everyone should take the time to, to see if it can happen yeah. where they are going to be. It's one of those pieces that I think, again, like an, uh, there's a several off-Broadway piece, Broadway pieces that I've seen so far this summer that are going to change the voice of theater mm. by giving voice to people that you don't necessarily see. Yeah. And to me, seeing this Filipino culture in this experience is something that I don't get. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad to see that it's there because this is a, a wonderful thing. And it's, again, people spearheading to make sure these things happen. Absolutely. It's wonderful to have him here. Thank so, you. Coleman, thank you, first welcome, and foremost. Keith, and you, you guys, ColemanDomingo.com, come... I, just just go to his website and find out what's going on because I'm telling you he's got all when you read the pages I'm just telling you you're going <laughs> to gag you're just going to gag because this guy is that talented and that wonderful so thank you again thank you and we will be back <laughs> <laughs>